the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. It's that time of year where I pull in my friend, Will Durst. I can call you my friend, correct? Yes, indeed, Mr. Rob Black. Great to see you. You're just my comedic friend. I've got my, my real friend from the town that I live in, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> my real friend and my comedic friend. It's like your imaginary friend. I don't do drinks with you. I do drinks with this guy, Andrew. Uh, uh, I don't do drinks with anybody. You don't drink? You should try drinking with him. Where, where do you guys drink? Whatever they're serving. No, no, where? <laughs> oh, where? Bar? Uh, nightclub? Uh, let me start like by saying this. Let me, club, let me start by or? saying this. I went on vacation with Andrew and his family this year. Oh, cool. Where? Um, Breckenridge? Breckenridge. And ultimately, I've decided See? never ever go on vacation with a friend again. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a train wreck. Anyway, well, it wasn't uh, a complete train wreck. Did you guys, you, you didn't room together, did you? No. Maybe. Of, same same house. Same, yeah. yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Different rooms. But, okay. But, let's but get shared back kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Shared living room. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Let's get this back on track. Wow. Well, <laughs> Will Durst is a legendary San Francisco comic. Is that fair to say? I've clawed my way to the middle. Okay. That's fair to say, I believe. Um, you do a big year in Kiss Off show. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. You're considered a political humorist, satirist, comedian? Yeah, all that. Okay. Uh, topical. Uh, what, what, you know what it is? I'm a, I'm, I'm a writer who performs. And so I put out a column every, every week. Kind of gets syndicated by one of the smaller syndication services called Kegel Cartoons. And they got started because editorial cartoonists were the first to go, so this guy syndicated cartoons, and now he's got about ten of us columnists. And I never know which papers carry me until I get an angry email from Osceola, Florida, or Prescott, Arizona. They hate me in Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> really, I every week I get these... You know, Who hates you, Republicans or Democrats? Uh, mostly Republicans. Democrats seem to have more of a sense of humor. But, 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 uh, my hardest two demographic uh, targets are Orange County and Berkeley. Because neither one has a sense of humor. Berkeley, you know, that's not funny because it's true. 
you know, I mean, you know, so, so, and, and then I, so I write the column every week. Uh, my deadline is at noon, so yeah. I'm, noon today, so okay. I'm screwed. Uh, uh, but no, no, it, it's totally worth it. And the holiday schedule is so messed up. So an example of what you put together, and I get your emails, um, you put together end of the year top 10 list. Uh, top 10 political stories, top 10 news stories, top 10 what? Well, these are the top 10 comedic okay. news stories, which means no Paris, no San Bernardino, no Paris. Uh, Paris got uh, hit twice this year. Uh, so uh, th- this no death and destruction, these are the stories that you could make fun of, that you could have fun with. Do we, can we make fun of Paris? No. <laughs> Not yet. There has I mean, to be after, something funny in that. Uh, you know, je suis Hebdo, you know, instead of Je suis Charlie, uh, you know, the Charlie Hebdo. But that happened, what, January or February? January. Yeah. yeah. So, and then November in, uh, in yeah. So, uh, you can make fun of the name of the band, Eagles of Death Metal. You can make fun of that. And they don't do death metal. It's more like no. country music. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. surprised you were able to whittle it down to 10. So there many. were more. There yeah. were more, yeah. Yeah, I forget what the. It had to be at least a hundred. I mean, no, no. I mean, (laughs) people have to know about it. You know, people have to. It has to hit the the cover of Newsweek magazine, which is (laughs) such an old thing to say, such an analog thing to say. Did you know that I I interviewed someone from Newsweek on Fridays? No. So, and they just did a, a cover story about basically rape in college. And how it went from being a woman's victim issue to the university now has to decide, did they give the, the man due process? Uh, because the man's now starting to sue, saying, hey, you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But, you know, you came to me a year later. You came to me with, like, uh, 800 court-page documents with seven days to represent myself in mediation. And it's turning into a pretty big dramatic – like, it's not like back when we were in college. Right, yeah. Everybody were you beats college? the guy up. Yeah, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Well, that's right. You're a Wisconsin boy. For seven years. Well, so. Almost it graduated. Sounds, it sounds yeah. like my college career. <laughs> Where'd you go? I went to Chico State. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Pioneer days. Woo! Pioneer days, exactly. <laughs> Big party school. Where'd you go? Uh, Virginia. Ah. Oh. So, yeah. So. Charlottesville? Yeah. That's a gorgeous town. Um, Virginia's lovely. The yeah. whole you know, state. Oh, man, it's so rustic and idyllic and bucolic, and it's very icky. The, the fall is <laughs> lovely. You know, yeah, yeah. It's got some nice things going on. Yeah. Um. But your top ten list, let's start with number ten because we've got to get through these in an hour. The hacking of the Ashley Madison website, forcing Bill Clinton to spend four months trying to scrub his name off the client list, probably got his people to copy and paste the damn thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always wanted to go to sexual, sexual, uh, holics, sexual, uh, sex, sex, probably anonymous. Sexual anonymous, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to get a hold of the mailing list, you know, these sexaholics anonymous. Yeah. Did you know that Ashley Madison, um, Sign-ups went up after that. Did was, you know was, that Ashley Madison, that 80% of the females on Ashley Madison were fictional? Yeah, they were real. Yeah. And I've always said, <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever going to get on a site like that, don't use your real name. No. And don't use your real address. No. So, the loved one in my life doesn't like the fact that I know how to circumvent the Ashley Madison hack. Um so I was like, yeah, you can go check to see if my uh, name's on the list. My name's not on the list. My, my neighbor's name's on the list. So. <laughs> not this neighbor. No, no, different not different neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, different neighbor. <laughs> For full disclosure <laughs> yeah. purposes. The lo- thing well, I love about Silicon Valley is they had some some nerd geek uh, hacker guy figured out how to you know 
type in your your street and it'll show everyone on your street, everyone in your city who was on that list. So And did they publish that? Yeah. So like I could check, you know, if you were to give me your street name and I could tell you like Joe on the, the floor beneath you has a problem. <laughs> has a marital <laughs> issue. <laughs> See, I'm finding out more than I than I need to know. So number eight, or number nine on the list. Let me see if I can't do these in some sort of intelligence orders. The Hollywooding of Bernie Sanders. Uh-oh. we got a Bernie fan in here who went from little-known Vermont curmudgeon to leader of the Stop Hillary movement. That sounds about right. Uh, the, that while you can take the curmudgeon out of Vermont, you can't take the pain in the butt out of the curmudgeon or something like that. Bernie Sanders is quite a phenomenon this year. Have you met him? I have not met him. He's cranky. I'm sure he, he is. really is cranky. I mean that that really is him. He is authentically genuine cranky. Yeah. I just I I think that the that the conversation definitely needs to change. I think that politics as usual is is no longer acceptable. And and you see you see two characters out there. You see Bernie and you see Trump. And I think Bernie is bringing up while while I don't necessarily agree with his far left socialist ideas because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a moderate like yourself. Um, I like the fact that he's bringing up issues that we should all care about and not doing it in an inflammatory way. I totally agree with the non-politics as usual that, you know, we've gotten into a rut. Oh, we can't do that because it hasn't been done, you know, for a number of years and literally it's a rut and people can't see over the edges of it. And uh, he he's breaking that up, but he, it's impossible to think of a scenario where he would win. Impossible. The only way, if Trump runs as a third-party candidate and Cruz or Rubio run, and then Bernie might eke out a victory. But otherwise, it'd be 72 or 84 all over again. Will Durst is sitting in today. He's here to promote his big fat year in Kiss Off comedy show at Six Comics, Nine Cities, Ten Shows. Starts December 26th at the Lesher Theater. You can get more information by going to willdurst.com. It goes into Pleasanton, Berkeley, all over the Bay Area, Novato, and much, much more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Well, my, my eyes are over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a big-breasted woman now? I'm staring at your chest. No, when I'm, I'm looking at your chubby little TV. You don't see chubby TVs anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm so used to seeing flat screens now. It's uh, kind of it, a throwback radio station. It, it is. But it's, it's also one of the nicest radio stations I've ever worked at. It's gorgeous. Where you've probably gone through the comedy tours and you have to go into a radio station to promote a gig. They're usually in closets. So this isn't bad. Um, you're here. Will Durst is here, stand-up comedian, uh, comedian, political writer, uh, to promote the big fat year into the kiss-off of comedy shows. Uh, how many years have you been doing this? Uh, this is our 23rd. Okay, that's crazy. 20, yeah. So. Yeah, it's... it's uh, because there's too much money to be made on New Year's Eve. And so the, it started out New Year's Eve, and then, oh, well, we'll do Friday, Saturday. And then it was a week long, and then somebody said, because it was December 26th through 
December 31st, and someone said, let's do a January 1st show, a hangover show in Mill Valley. So then Mill Valley just signed on in perpetuity as the hangover show. And then this week, this year, the second and third are Saturday, Sunday, so we just extended it. But you also have, I'm not the only comedian in the room, you also have a neighbor and friend uh, for you, not for me, Andrew Marks is uh, also in the studio, who started doing stand-up. Did you ever do stand-up? I did not. So you have two stand-ups. Yeah. Because once it gets into your blood, man, it's like malaria. It, you may go into remission, but it never leaves. Yeah. Andrew's, um, he could turn a room, he could get people crying. So <laughs> You've it, seen it. I've seen him do it. And yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's a magical thing. It's not because he's funny, it's because he smells. <laughs> So anyway, you're doing shows all around the Bay Area. Thank, thank you. You're thank welcome. you for that, Rob. Six comics, nine cities, ten shows. Walnut Creek, Pleasant and Birdie, Novato. Uh, so, Martinez. San Jose. Now, what is this? On December 31st, you're doing San Jose. What the hell is an interactive balloon drop? Uh, interactive balloon drop? Are we that lazy now that we can't even blow up balloons? No, no, that's it. We make the audience okay. blow up the balloons. Okay. So instead of having a, a regular balloon drop where they're blown up and hanging in a net above yeah. the audience's head, no, we come out at the end and we say this is an interactive balloon drop. That's cute. And we hand out the balloon. They love it. They okay. love it. And that's interesting. The show in San Jose on New Year's Eve, uh, there's two shows at the theater in San Pedro Square, which is the old uh, Last Laugh Comedy Club right downtown. And... Uh, it's interesting because two shows, six and nine, and the nine o'clock show is going to end at 11. So it's Mountain Standard Time, New Year's, we're celebrating. We're not counting down to midnight. We're counting down to 11 p.m. So people can get the hell out of downtown San Jose uh, safely. So people can learn more about your sets or more about where you're going to be, what it's all about. Uh, by going to willdurst.com, that's D-U-R-S-T dot com. One of the things you do at the end of the year is you come in and you promote a top ten list. Um, you do the top, top ten, 10 comedic stories, right. not legitimate news stories. They're different. One of them on the list, number eight, I, I can't say her name, Rachel Dozel? Dozel. Dozel. I think we'll all remember this as soon as it's said out loud. The Caucasian head of the NAACP who claimed to be black but was exposed by investigators when she when they found a Justin Bieber poster on her office wall. <laughs> Also, she can't dance for crap. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the joke. <laughs> what was do you what remember, was that about? Do you, when you first saw that, you're like, she's clearly got blackface on. And it's not offensive? And she really thinks she's black? Is that appropriate in our society now that if you, like, again, I, I get gender issues. Wasn't she adopted by a black family? No. She, no. No, 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 no. White parents. And they're White like, parents? Yeah. She had... She had a, a a black mentor that she quasi adopted as her father, but uh, she had white parents that she just kind of disavowed. Oh, I they're guess. the ones who outed her. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I do remember. But there was some sort of affinity that she had early affinity, you know. Which which brings up, you know, uh, you know, Trump and well, we'll get to that. But Trump's Trump's relation with Ronald Reagan is. You know, because he keeps saying it, and he's more like Putin, I think. <laughs> I think oh, sure Trump like is that. more like Putin. Do you know Putin's only 5'7"? No. Yeah, and he, he's barely taller than Tom Cruise. 
and he's running around, you know, riding wolves bareback, shirtless, and it's. Hey, you got to give him credit for that. I do. Yes. yes you know. Yeah. Well, Russia likes the strong guy. Yeah. So. He's a bit of a scary guy, right? Ex head of the KGB. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. Trump for, is. Bit, yeah, we'll get there. In my world, Putin kind of messes everything up because I work with Wall Street and the whole Wall Street world. We like, you know, everything to be normal. We don't like invasions. We don't like <laughs> countries that have oil or natural gas to like suddenly lose access to that. So he's been a bit of pain in the butt for me this year. I bet. Yeah. And then he does this thing where he he makes NHL players play hockey with him on his birthday, and and he uh, scores nine goals. <laughs> he scores nine goals. <laughs> Uh, something about that. Yeah. What is that with that world leaders? Because the guy from Korea did that, North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kim Jong Il Un's father, like, shot, you know. Kim Jong Il. You remember better than I. But, Il and Un. He was considered the world's greatest golfer on the planet. He he went shot a, a round. In North Korea. No, in the world. In North Korea, because they had evidence of him shooting a 19. Right, a, 19 a 19 on an 18 hole golf course. Yeah, that's impressive. That's... <laughs> I've, I've trumped my resume up a little bit, you know. But. Yeah, but. <laughs> you know what my secret was? He shot at 19. He shot at 19, yeah. Why did he give him the one extra stroke? Exactly. <laughs> so back when I was a single man, I uh, had this little, my trumping my resume, with I'd get like fake business cards. So I'd put like, um, I want to put Mark Zuckerberg. But I'd put like COO of Facebook because no one knows that it's Sheryl Sandberg and go to Vegas and hand out your business cards and. Things like that, but and just have it very discreet and, yeah. and tiny, and not I, make a big deal of it. You get women to love you by buying love, right? <laughs> so you hand your business cards to women at bars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of game. <laughs> I'm sorry, you had no game. <laughs> okay, number seven on your list. <laughs> number seven on your list. I'm just gonna say it says faulty. Faulty airbags. Is this a story about women's breasts? No. <laughs> I don't I don't know who the manufacturer is, but I mean everybody got caught up in the faulty airbag thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I I thought it meant that they were going to recall Mitch McConnell. <laughs> got Wilder sitting in with me. Um, <laughs> short segment. Very short segment. The big fat year in the Kiss Off comedy show. It's the 23rd year of doing this. Um, he puts together six comics, nine cities, ten shows. I unplug after uh, December 24th, and I don't work again until January. So it's a great time to go out and see a comedic show, have a bit of a laugh to start the year off correctly, cut some of the Indeed. tension. It's going to be a big political year next year. So Wanna Creek, Pleasanton, Nevada, Berkeley. He's going to be in uh, San Jose, Mill Valley, Half Moon Bay. He's all around the Bay Area, including Alameda. Take a break here. You can find out more about Will's shows by going to willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com. RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Not today. Today we're talking, we're taking a look back at the year that was. Some of the top funny news stories that 
only in America would some of these headlines possibly happen because if Caitlyn Jenner happened in Syria, <laughs> she'd have her head cut off, right? Pretty quickly. A lot of, a lot of countries. Caitlyn Jenner, who finally succumbed to the excessive levels of estrogen floating around in the Kardashian household, but then demonstrated her independence by spelling Caitlyn with a C. Cute. I love that. I love that because it must have been a discussion, you know, the fact that she took a K-sounding name, Caitlyn, and she knew that, you know, because all the women in that are Kim and mm-hmm. and Chloe, and there's another one. I can't. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney. He's a fan but, of the show. And and then there's the mom. What's the mom's name? Chris. Chris. Is she with a K? Yep. Oh. And that, so oh, that's right, Kylie and Kendall. So when so when uh, uh Caitlin Yeah. Yeah. Finally and and you know, she's not a good looking she, uh, She's not a special K. No, no, no. You do. I Kendall Jenner, the daughter, the youngest one. Which one? Um, she's the youngest Kardashian. The most normal. Um, yeah, the is most she normal. the normal one? She's the most normal one. Okay. She is the number one person on Twitter right now. And if you're under the age of 25, if she buys a certain lipstick, oh really? Buy that lipstick, Kendall. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kendall was just on the Victoria's Secret fashion show that they do on CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have her on the show because of how many people she has on Instagram and how many people she has on Twitter. So she gets on the show, sends out, "Hey, I'm going to be on in Victoria's Secret." So Victoria's Secret, which is a publicly traded company is using her for her fame. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> this is my good friend, Will Durst. <laughs> I'm using you. No, no, I'm using you, man. You're playing my gig. <laughs> Speaking of so which. How was the Victoria's Secret special? Because I always catch it at the, I see the commercials, you know, and they cherry pick all the best moments you know, with the, the girls with the, you know, walking down the runway, wearing wings and stuff, and they call them the Victoria's Secret angels and oh, I gotta see, I gotta see, and then I try to turn on CBS, and the credits are rolling. How was it? I wouldn't know because there's something called the internet now. (laughs) When I was a seven-year-old boy, that Victoria's Secret show would have been pretty hot. Yeah, but now I got the internet for my porn. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Number six on the story list: Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk. Everyone remembers her who was told by God not only to deny gay couples marriage certificates, but also got divorced three times and married some guy who goes on national television wearing overalls. She was a fascinating story. They weren't even clean overalls. Yeah, she's one of these women who have long hair and thinks that's, you know, so attractive. I mean, she she has long hair, down to her butt, long hair. Which is a sign of a mental disability. It's... Uh, Something's man, wrong. Yeah, yeah, there's something, yeah. If you haven't cut your hair since childhood, there's something wrong. <laughs> You've had more than five cats in your house. That's a sign. Oh, uh, you don't collect baseball caps? A friend of mine. People give them to me. A friend of mine back in college, uh, we went to a bar, and uh, he hooks up with this woman, goes back to her apartment, and, you know, the sexy time's about to happen, right? She grabs a cat and puts the cat on her head. A and cat? Starts, a cat. And starts dancing around the room. He got up and left. Cats are a sign of mental disability, in my opinion. Mental illness. That you want to get away from people with too many cats. And oh, cats. That, I thought you said cap. Cat. C-A-T. Sorry. Oh, was, I thought you said C-A-P. I was wondering. People give me cat. I have more than five caps at my house. <laughs> you gave me a cap, by the way. I did. Yeah. I gave you a Durst Amendment cap. A Durst Amendment. So your career, you go back to, when did you start in comedy? I started a couple of years before Mr. Marks. Um... 
I started in Milwaukee in 74. Okay. And that was brutal because comedy's illegal in Milwaukee. So I moved up to San Francisco in yeah. November of 79. And then I left for six months. I was in a play in Cincinnati, and then I came back. And I've been here pretty much ever since. I've, I've done six months in New York. I did a play in New York, and I did six months in L.A. I did a play in L.A. And uh, otherwise, I've been here pretty much full time. At the 415, we were very lucky because we were on the on the the, le- the crest of the comedy wave. The comedy wave, which happened maybe started '82 all the way to '94, and then it, and then the bust kind of happened, and now there's a little resurgence, and you know it's up and down, but it's always like that. You know, always always manifests itself. You know, in a in a different guise, and now it's mostly, as you say, internet. It's YouTube and and uh, Pandora, and so it's all different. Has the 21st century been good for comedians? Uh, <coughs> Twitter, YouTube, uh, distribution, you know, marketing, or has it been bad because anyone could be a comedian now, and you know, you don't have to be in San Francisco or LA to get your your jokes out per se. There's that, yeah. I mean, the the opening of the aperture has been very important. Uh, but uh, the ratio of bad comedy to good comedy is still the same. It's still about 40 to 1. You know, I mean, there are 40 people. And with the Internet, it's probably 100 to 1. You know, I mean, there's 100 people throwing stuff up on YouTube. And one of it is interesting and, and you know, kind of remarkable and revelatory. And, and But otherwise, you know, yeah. But uh, the ramp to the freeway got a lot wider. So has it been good for you? But it's so much easier to source material with the internet. I mean, I remember when I used to, when I wrote that you have to go down and buy a National Enquirer and uh, whatever the, the the garbage papers were and sift through that for for material. And now I just open up my browser and it just comes flowing through. I remember being on a plane in 1987, and the guy next to me had a grid. I don't know if you remember grids. It was like one of the first laptops, and it was a, a matte black, and it was called the Grid. It probably had five five twelve MB, you know, <laughs> RAM. But right. uh, I, I just thought that was so impressive, and I could see the future that someday you'd be able to have a disc, not a floppy disc, but some other sort of disc, you know, more dense, and you'd have the entire encyclopedia uh, Britannica on it. And I remember I, they actually, you know. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica came out with a disc, mm-hmm. and I bought it, and I was so excited. And now with Wikipedia and all this stuff, and you can you can access stuff from your car. Yeah. I mean, it used to be NASA had GPS units. Now I have two of them. I have one in my pocket and one in my car, a GPS unit. So you're sounding like a really old guy. I am a really old guy, <laughs> so but sounding- I love it. I, 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 I'm not one of these poo pooers, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't fossilized. I haven't. I haven't crystallized. You know. I haven't calcified yet. You've embraced it. I have to. I'm not sure remember who the comedian was. He's dead. He killed himself. Um, Richard Jenny? Richard Jenny, yeah. Hmm. He once did a segment, a, a shtick, where he goes, when I didn't have feet. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Like um, That's one of the go-tos for comedians, right? I'm talking about childhood and generational differences and looking back and seeing how things change. 
Um, I'm just trying to deconstruct you at this point in time. No, but, it's shared references. Okay, shared references. Yeah, comedy is shared references. That's why so many comics start out doing pee-pee, caca humor, you know, and and human fluids, you know, because everybody's embarrassed about their human fluids. doesn't matter, you know, what orifice they're coming out of. Uh, it's Everybody has them. Everybody knows about them. And nobody talks about them. So when you talk about them on stage, it's easy to get laughs. What's up with comedians killing themselves? I can think of three now. Richard Janney, the guy Mitch, heroin overdose. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. Fantastic comedian. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. Um, should we keep an eye out on you? No. No, I'm good. But, you know, Robin had that Louis body dementia thing, which they, you can't diagnose. I mean, it... it evidences itself as Parkinson's, mm-hmm. which is what it's diagnosed as. And then they found out at the end. And in Louis body dementia, it uh, there's uh, dementia. I mean, there's hallucinations, and and he thought people were after him. So it was, it, it, yeah, it might have been a good time. The other thing, though, uh, comic, you know, and I don't, I don't know if the the ratio of comics who kill themselves is any higher than in real life. Okay, I just. Just yeah. checking, because... Uh, we just know about it. We hear about it. And it's sadly, it's like some of my favorite Good comedians. Point. And oh, Hedberg was a accidental overdose. I don't think it was... I, w- I won't call you my favorite comedian. <laughs> 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 I went a long way for that setup. <laughs> Keep me off that short list, would you? <laughs> oh, let's get back to your top ten list, and uh, you are again here to plug your end-of-the-year shows. Uh, we'll do that in just a minute, but... Uh, one on the list that he throws up, uh, it looks like throw up to me, is the Republican presidential debates where the whole world witnessed the fight over the party's very soul. Alas, the soul lost. <laughs> what is up I with love the, that joke. What is the Republicans' <laughs> issue this year? Why are there still 10 of them running and no one's dropping out? And, you know, Jeb Bush has got like 1% votes. I know. I, I don't know if he'll make the big table in uh, in Vegas next Tuesday. No, no. he's. I think he's sitting at the kids' table. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Has that been good fodder for you, looking at the Republicans? Because they're really going nowhere fast. Yeah, but, you know, four years ago, Newt Gingrich had just replaced Herman Cain as the leader in the polls, and, and Rick Perry had been before that, and Rick Perry was leader in the polls until he entered the contest, and then he had that debate. And, you know, it's still silly season. It's still six weeks away from... From uh, the first caucuses on February 1st in Iowa. So, uh, I, I, but but the Republicans have spent so much time demonizing government that you you got Trump, you know, coming along and saying government sucks. Yeah, that's what we heard. The big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Shows, 23rd season, six comics, nine cities, ten shows. Get out this holiday season, enjoy, get some laughter, pick the family. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Lesher Theater, Walnut Creek, Pleasanton, Berkeley, Nevada. Is Berkeley any fun to do a show? This uh, the Freight and Salvage, where where we're doing it. It's a it's a great atmosphere. You so know, it's, it, people that come out and have a sense of humor. Uh, it is tough. <laughs> it's always a crapshoot. You can find out more information at willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. End of the year. We stopped talking about money for just a couple days. Now we're talking about Will Durst 
Bay Area comic, San Francisco comic. You're probably more of a San Francisco comic than people in San Francisco are snotty. <laughs> the Darling. city. Darling. The city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's our biggest problem in San Francisco is we don't have a view of us. It's not fair. We wake up every morning, we get to see Oakland, and Oakland gets to see us. That's why I propose the Bay Mirror Project. <laughs> From the Golden Gate Bridge all the way to Oyster Point, we erect a 25-foot Mylar mirror, because that way we could wake up every morning and go, there you are. The Big Fat Year in Kiss Off comedy show, 23rd uh, time you've done this, six comics, nine cities, ten shows. Go to willdurst.com to get more information. I'll plug that one more time before we, we sign off today. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Um, John Stewart retired this year. I know. He's not a young you, but he certainly you know made his career talking politics. And did you see his movie? I did not. No. Rosewood or whatever no. it was called? Did you? No. No, I haven't. It did well. It got critical acclaim. Uh, yeah. It got a B, you know, and I guess he wants to do more of it. And he was on for what, 20 years, 18 years or something like that? And number one, it's, I remember doing stories at Cron, um, like the majority of people under the age of 35, they get their, their news. They read their newspapers by watching John Stewart. Um, and I, at one point in time, that appalled me, but then I started thinking about it, and like, it, it, it makes sense. Because he's objective. And it's digestible. And he's not subject. Well, he's subjective, but he lets you know that, you know, uh, yeah, it is digestible because yeah, a modicum of humor, you know. Well, I think he really was fair and balanced. He was. He would you take know, out Obama. He would take out both sides. Yeah. It was the only, it was the only reasonable news New show that I would watch. Well, yeah. CNN is supposed to be fair and balanced. Fox, Fox is. Uh, yeah, that's they're their, their and MSNBC. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you were asking you were asking earlier about if I had watched the Victoria's Secret show. Yeah, yeah. Fox, Fox Business, the women that they put on there. I know. Unbelievable. I, how they find these women are just unbelievable. They have what's called a leg camera there <laughs> <laughs> that shoots the women's <laughs> legs. It's true. I, mean, I think that's the audition, man. I don't think they have to speak. I think they have to sit down in a chair and cross their legs. So who, who are you going to miss more, John Stewart or David Letterman? Um, I couldn't watch John Stewart because what I do is political comedy. Okay. So I couldn't watch it because I've had too much stuff leach into my brain, and then two months later I write something and I realize, and the reverse has happened because I'm such an – a presence on the internet, and I think some of his writers have poached some of my material. So that, not him himself; he wouldn't know. And you know, and I watch it, and I see a line that I know I wrote months ago on that show. I get incensed. Not only that, but I approach it differently on stage because I think that people might have heard it somewhere else. So I don't come at it with the same kind of confidence. So for those. Two reasons. I can't watch political comedy. So I could watch Letterman. You know, I could, you know, his opening monologue, and, and I thought he was charmingly disengaged. And I, I just, I liked, I liked Letterman, you know. I grew up on Letterman. When I was in uh, high school, I'd, you know, stay up until one thirty, twelve thirty. I guess it was one yeah, yeah. yeah. So he yeah, went yeah. after Carson. So, um, but, you know, I, as a teenager, I'd go, <laughs> I tried to copy the little things that he did, <laughs> poke fun at yourself, but um, yeah, so I'm gonna miss him the most, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but he did get kind of uh, old. Yeah. And they yeah. say the they say the reason he was he was told to go away, he didn't quit, um, was that he couldn't do what Jimmy Fallon does and Stephen Colbert and create something that's viral. 
So has that affected your work at all? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do these commentaries that I send out once a week, and uh, I keep keep trying to figure out how to make a podcast of them. You know, on iTunes. And everybody I go to says, oh, you can't do it. So I just, okay, I can't do it. So I still haven't done it. But I, I could, and I, but I have so many other deadlines that I'm entrenched with. You know, I got my commentary, which is due on Thursday, and then the column is due on Friday, and then I'm doing hundreds of gigs. So I, you know, my time is pretty much full. You should do a POTUS podcast this year. You really should. Yeah. So it's a good time. Election season coming up, and you can call it the POTUS podcast. POTUS, President of the United States. Um, go political with it. I, I can see people buying into it. Yeah. So, well, not even buying into it, but, you know, getting the material. But then again, that you're distributing comedy for free at that point in time. And yeah, the, the, yeah, the new paradigm. You know, content is free. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan either. I'm going to give you my intellectual property for free. Yeah. It's kind of a tough business model. <laughs> to yeah, to further uh, the existence, you know, to in order to keep producing the art, yeah. you got to give them a little piece, little taste. But oh, you a can little. do a Kickstarter, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be like patrons, you know, like 14th century uh, Medici's. So what should we call today's show? A Jew, a Catholic, a Jew, an ex-Catholic, and a mongrel <laughs> talk politics. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we are a, a lapsed, lapsed Catholic. It's and, more fun to say. And you're not allowed to tell people my punchline with the Catholic thing. No, no. Not on this no, station. No. You got to pay <laughs> you got to pay for that. Your number 2 story. <laughs> your number 2 story on your top 10 news stories of the year. Deflategate precipitated Tom Brady's belief the ball was too heavy with all that air in it. Because you remember the beginning of the year, Deflategate, man, it went on for months, and then it and then it bled over to the beginning of the uh, September season, where he got the he got the four game suspension lifted. We are a funny nation, aren't we? When you look at some of these stories, Caitlyn Jenner, Rachel Dozel, Kim Davis, these were top stories of the year, and they're all kind of like petty and meaningless, and there's <laughs> nothing, there's no bite to them, there's no content. What do you want, ISIS? You I want, do. Yeah, so. not funny. People cutting off people's heads, not funny. Not funny, no. Yeah. Number one, number one, what do you think is number one? What was number one? Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump. What a year he's had, huh? What a great year. <laughs> Times man of the year? For me. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> that can tell time you made a mistake, you picked a loser. Angela Merkel, I'm more important than her. And then the, the Time Magazine releases that Eagle video. Oh, that was classic. <laughs> More content to come down the road. You can find Will Durst at willdurst.com. The big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show, 23rd time. Six comics, nine cities, ten shows. Find out more at willdurst.com. Thank you, buddy. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.